Hey everyone, welcome to Much Love Podcast. This is Kinsey, your host. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys and I'm praying for you guys. Um, even when I'm not posting or whatever, I'm still thinking about y'all and praying for you guys. Um, so this episode is going to be a hodgepodge yet again. Um, everything just seems to pile up and I'm like, I have to tell them. And it's not like a specific topic I'm talking about, but I just know that I want to tell you guys. Um, God has put it on my heart. God has just showed me a lot of things. He's revealed himself to me um, just through his word and um, just so many things. Um, and I just cannot wait to share that with you. So a little bit of an update. Um, we went. My husband and I went to, to um, Gatlinburg a couple weeks ago, and it was so much fun. We went to the new water park, Silky Mountain Water Park. We loved it and had the greatest time. Um, it was just a lot of fun. We were relaxed and just we read a lot. He played his Pokemon game a lot, and anyways, it was just such a good time for us. Um, and also Jensen back home got a lot of good time with grandparents, and that was great. Um, so, um, yeah, um, we have just been in a really like awesome season. Uh, and I know I told you guys that last, um, episode we're on a mountaintop season and God is just showing me th- like the joy in this season. And it is just incredible and amazing. And my cup overflows and I'm just thankful so thankful um so on our way to Gatlinburg so this was a couple weeks ago like I said and the big thing of the Wayfair thing and sexual sex trafficking came about this is when that was really like hitting the social media um and my heart was burdened as I'm sure a lot of hearts were burdened and as we should be because this is a huge issue um there are so many problems in the world though um but this is a huge one um and anyways so my heart was just ugh. and after going in on so many Instagram pages and seeing all these facts and just delving into Hollywood and the rabbit hole that was um, of the satanic things that are going on and just all of the craziness. And you guys, my heart was just devastated and scared, fearful. And I went to bed those first few nights of our Gallenberg trip having to, which is, I mean, good that I was needing to be in the word and stuff, but um, having to pray scripture so that I would not be scared going, like trying to go to sleep. Um, because I guess just the heaviness and the, like the horribleness of all of that and that rabbit hole, um, the devil was like, you know, ugh, like, I don't know, you guys. It was just crazy. A friend was talking to me. Um, this is not related but just kind of knowing when something is not right and this was not right for me to be looking at this stuff Um, I think it's okay and for sure we need to be aware but where my heart was going and how my heart is um, I think some people are like capable and okay with like looking into that because um, God is using them to make people aware 
Um, anyways, I don't know. So I was praying scripture, mostly praying, um, the armor of God, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Um, I had memorized that when I was in Bible drill and it was just kind of like replaying in my head and I was just praying, get away Satan. Um, because as much as like I have the Holy Spirit in me and when you have the Holy Spirit in you, we have the authority to cast away that like the devil cannot enter us. The devil, we don't have to have the devils like working on us and we have the authority to tell him to go away, um, in our hearts and in our lives. And, um, anyway, so that's what I was doing. Um, and Um, the Lord helped me to realize I needed to stop going down the rabbit hole to mute all of those Instagram people. Um, I, I'm still following them. I think they have really good information. Um, but also it was causing me to go further away from the Lord and into worldly fear and devil things like not like I was participating but because I was like looking at that stuff and like feasting my eyes on all of that bad stuff um and it was making my heart just go like sadder and darker and darker and I may sound super crazy but anyways the Lord was like I needed to stop and I'm not saying that this is the case for everybody but when something for me personally um, makes me go away from the Lord, I need to cut it off. Um, so God helped me to do that. And so I muted all of those Instagram people and just stopped. And the rest of the trip was so great. Um, during that trip, I wrote down a lot of scripture to help me in fear. Um, and I wrote, no need to fear. God is in control. Um, so I wanted to read you guys these scriptures, um, and write them down to help you guys. And also like dig into your word, into God's word and find these scriptures for yourself too. Like more than what I'm just going to tell you, um, and go into these and read the context and read just all of these. Um, so yeah, um, Deuteronomy 31, eight is my favorite verse. And this one I was praying this to you. I was just kind of trying to like recall all the verses in my head that I have memorized and they all, you know, all of God's word is just awesome. And, um, it is alive. And anyways, um, so Deuteronomy 31, eight, um, also Deuteronomy 31, six, they're very similar, but I'll read Deuteronomy 31, six, um, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. You guys, that was just speaking even now, right to my soul, because this world is going like down. Um, however, God still reigns, God is still in control and God is still victorious. He knows the end and he knows exactly what is happening and everything is father filtered. And I think I've said that before. I heard that, I read that somewhere. Everything is father filtered and we can see that in scripture too. Um, in Job, especially like the devil has to go through God. Um, God is ultimate over everyone, including the devil including the world, including non-believers, including all of us. Um, so that's just so awesome. 
I said, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. So that kind of just hit me like, do not, I know I was talking about something different, um, but I know it still speaks to us. Um, don't be afraid and terrified because of all that's going on in this world, because of the people who are seeking and following the devil or the people who are following the world, um, just things like that. So don't be afraid or terrified because God is in control. He reigns. He is holy. He is God. Um, he is king over all. Um, okay, Psalm 23, 4. Um, so this is the Psalm 23. Um, this is such a good chapter. Um, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So it's talking about how, you know, um, God is our shepherd. Um, and um, um, so when we, I know, again, it talks about different things but this is saying like i walk through the valley of the shadow of death like darkest 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 and yet i will fear no evil because you are with me and he comforts us because he is our shepherd and he is protecting us and watching over us and corralling us on the good path on his path anyways we'll fear no evil Um, Matthew 6.34, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, not worrying. Um, Psalm 118.6, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Oh, that's good. Um, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Um, What can stand against God? Nothing. He is the creator. Nothing can stand against him. Um, I mean, he created everything. Um, and he has the power to destroy everything. He has the power to do whatever he wants. Yet he still is pursuing us and loving us and giving us salvation and forgiveness because he is just extremely unconditionally and set apart and so loving in his ways. Um, the way we see him loving us, it's even more than what we can ever imagine because we just have human minds that can't comprehend his amazing love and forgiveness and grace and mercy. Okay, Romans 8.31, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I'm going to say that again. What then shall we say in response to these things? So saying in response to what I was seeing about, um, the satanic like rituals and satanic killing of babies and things like that. Um, what shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Um, that is just so awesome and powerful and reassuring. And you guys, I'm not saying that this means we don't fight for these children and these women and these men. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't stand up for what we believe in. Um, but it does mean that in our hearts, We can be confident in the Lord and not fearful because he is in control. And he is giving us the power and the love to stand up for what we believe in. Um, Yeah. Psalm 56.3 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 34.4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. That's good. So... We all have fear, right? Um, But when we actually choose, we have free will, right? God gives us free will because he's just incredible and wants wants us to freely come to him. Um, When we seek him, he will deliver us from our fears, 
when we don't seek him, when we are thinking we can do it on our own, our fears don't go away. Um, but when we trust in the Lord, he helps to ease our fears and he takes on our burdens and our fear. Okay. Isaiah forty-one ten. So do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Ugh, so good. He, I mean, he is saying in his word, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, we're not dismayed by all of this horribleness because he is our God. We as believers in God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, God three in one, like God who is the creator of all. Like when we believe in that God, when the God, the one and only true God, um, like we don't have to be dismayed or fearful because I mean, that true God, the one true God is in sovereign, complete control. Um, I know I keep saying that, but it's just like, awesome and I am just like talking to myself too and like God is using his word to even speak to me right now not in a verbal voice verbal voice but like through his word um okay first John four eighteen. there is no fear in love a perfect love casts out fear because fear involves what did I even write Oh my gosh, I can't even read it. Okay. Oh, maybe I got it. Torment? I can't remember writing. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Um, that's First John 4, 18. Um, oh, wow, I'm crazy. I just, I'm just reading my writing because I had a whole list of verses. Um, but, yeah, so there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. I actually just like looked it up really fast um, just to make sure I'm saying all this right because I'm crazy. Um, I thought I had it. Okay, let's see. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Um, anyways, I just ha- included that because just his perfect love, when we reside in that and we stand in that and like, dwell and abide in his love, like, our focus is on him and nothing else, and in that, in that, in that posture, in that presence, in that stance, like, again, if God is for us, who can be against us, what can stand against, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Our God, I think it's by Chris Tomlin, it's a good song, and that kind of reminds me of that, that song, um, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. I'm going to repeat this one again. Do not be anxious about anything. That means your test the next day. Um, that means, um, about your marriage or about parenting. I'm speaking to myself here. Um, or about um, 
the party you're planning or the riots and peaceful protests or non-peaceful protests or the anxieties for our um, military and our president and vice president and our leaders, our um, pastors and um, church leaders. And you guys, it says don't be anxious about anything. And yet I'm still anxious about so much. Um, And I have to repent of that. And God is like, I've got you. I'm in control. Um, Don't be anxious about these people who are um, worshiping the devil. Um, My heart hurts so much for that and for them because God is a God of love and perfection and I don't know anyways do not be anxious about those things but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding so it goes beyond our comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus so that last bit will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus like I will be praying this verse and um just praying and petitioning for God and his peace with thanksgiving because I need him to guard my heart and my mind in him um against the devil and against his schemes and um yeah this is such a good verse okay a few more you guys um so there's a couple more um there's, I'm going to just read them out to you. Isaiah 8, 12, Joshua 1, 9, Hebrews 12, 1, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, Deuteronomy 31, 8, Matthew 8, 23 through 27. Okay. Um, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm going to say that again. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You guys, God has given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Those who are saved by Jesus, um, who have um, received him into their hearts. Um, We have the Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit is of God. And he is part God. He is perfect. That means he does not have fear at all. We have that in us and his power and of love and of a sound mind. So anything that is not of that, anything that is against that, anything that is opposing that, like fear, like that is not of the Lord. That is of the world and Satan and his ways. So we need to cut that out, cast it away, lay it at the feet of Jesus. And he is ready to be like, I've got you. And I'm here for you. And I love you. Come to me. Uh, Psalm 4, 8. Now because of you, Lord, I will lie down in peace. And sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. That has an exclamation mark at the end. I will live unafraid. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. Because of you, Lord. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Psalm 112, 7. They will have no fear of bad news. 
Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Yes, this is convicting in such a sweet way. Like, I know sin is not sweet, but I'm saying like, God is so awesome. He is so loving that he wants to help us to not have these fears of bad news or anything. And he helps to make our hearts steadfast and help us to trust in him. Um, anyways, James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That was another verse I was praying as I was trying to go to sleep. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when we resist the devil, he will flee. Um, we just need to submit ourselves to God. And, um, I know that unbelievers may be like, wow, you're submitting to God. And that just sounds weird, but no, it's so humbling and God is worthy of our submission. He's our creator and he is so loving and he is worthy of our submission of our giving honor and glory to him. He is worthy of all of that. Um, I'm going to talk more in a minute about his worthiness. Um, 1 Corinthians 14, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Um, again, when we are confused or terrified or worried, that's not who God is. He is a God of peace, and we know when we're having those thoughts, it's not of the Lord, and we need to spend time with the Lord so that He can overcome our thoughts and bring His peace into our hearts. Um, so, I just kind of wrote a few things. Um, so many commands here. Not even listed. There's so many more verses, but so many commands and I feel like they're just touches. So commands sounds like harsh. Maybe, I don't know, but to me, they are, he's in control, right? And he is, they're like touches on the shoulder on the, like hands held and embraces from the Lord. Oh, I have chill bumps. You guys, um, he's our father and not just our King. He's our father too. And, um, as he commands, he is like our father and he is just being gentle and tender and loving. And he's just touching our shoulder like a father would do or holding our hand as we're going through life. And he's embracing us and saying, don't fear my child. Like I am here for you. I am God. I'm in control. Nothing can harm your soul. Nothing um, anyways, so commands from God, not to fear. He's got us trust in him. Um, our father, our perfect, perfect father knows best. He truly loves us so much. There's so many verses also just about his peace and that he, he freely gives it. That's so awesome. So let that sink into your soul. He gives us peace, comfort, light, strength, power, love. Um, yeah. Okay. So a few of the thoughts, um, despite all the darkness in this world, the light is still overpowering. The sunshine still rises. Um, 
as God still reigns. God has been, is, and will be victorious. Um, I wanted to show you a few verses about like the light shining um, and overcoming the darkness. Um, John 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness. So this is like God shining in on our sin and on the devil and on this sinful fallen world. Um, also, you can see the example of the sun, like we said, the sun and the moon and like it's always present. Um, and just like a lamp, God uses that imagery in the Bible, um, a lamp in the dark. You can just see what's right in front of you and the light like is still there. Um, okay. Okay. The light shines into the dark in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Um, there are a lot of other versions of that. I think I put that one um, just because I wanted to say that, like, um, no matter how evil and dark this world can be, it can never extinguish the light of the Lord. Um, also, the light of the Lord is in all of us because we have the Spirit in us, and that too is just incredible. Um, he cannot extinguish that. The devil cannot. The darkness cannot extinguish that. First John four four, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You guys, that just kind of goes hand in hand with that. That's so good. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, also, some other verses, Romans 16, 10, Hebrews 2, 14 through 15, and 1 John 1, 5 through 9. Okay, those are just a few. Okay, a few other things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, so, in the process of all of this like coming to my heart, um, I... Y'all know I'm um, repping for clothes and strength, um, the little business that um, I love. Um, I have so many shirts now from there that just are able to show Jesus, the light of Jesus, and just have a conversation starter um, for maybe a gospel conversation or just talking about the Lord. I don't know. Um, And also now with our masks, like, People aren't able to see our faces, and they see our shirts. And I'm just excited to be able to represent God um, and maybe have ways to start conversations with people. Um, And also just help support a small business. I don't know. So, um, that brought me to, I was wearing a shirt. It says, just give me Jesus. That's one of the shirts from Clothed in Strength. And I wanted to talk about, like, what that means, um, at least for me. So, I was thinking of John fourteen six. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm going to say that again. And this is Jesus talking when he was on earth. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. (sighs) That's so good. Um, There's only one way to salvation, only one way to God, only one narrow way to eternal life in Jesus. 
and that is through Jesus. Um, there's no other way. Um, so what does just give me Jesus mean in our lives? Living it, living like um, he really is. He's the only way, the truth, and the life. Do we live like that? Um, I'm just asking a question to myself and to y'all. Um, I think it's in choosing him, choosing to trust and surrender everything to him. Um, again, I'm like, well, what does that look like? Um, anyways, so in this crazy world with worldly, sinful, idle things, um, choosing Jesus instead. Um, so Matthew 16, 24 through 26, I wanted to read you guys. Um, I'm going to look it up because I just have the scripture um, reference here. Um, okay. It says, um, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Um, I've been praying, God, how can I do this? Um, what does this look like in my life daily? Denying myself my own worldly, ungodly desires, my worries, my doubts, and choosing to follow after Christ. Um, and laying these things down at the foot of the cross and surrender. Um, and laying things down and giving things up or just surrendering can seem like a loss or unfair or hard to let go. Yeah, that is. But, but, God, but, God, um you gain your soul, your soul, which is most important because that is eternal heaven or hell. That is eternal. Um, you gain hope in Jesus. You gain forgiveness and grace and mercy. When you're born again, you get the Holy spirit. Um, and you are adopted by God. Um, so yeah. Um, and surrender comes freedom and grace and love and mercy and joy what joy um in obedience to god who is working all things together for our good according to his purpose um comes the freedom and all those same things um and when we say together for our good it's good no matter the circumstance because we are in Christ. We have eternal life in him. Um, we are victorious in Jesus and it's all for him and his glory and from him. Um, so, um, also Matthew nineteen sixteen through 22. Um, now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Uh, so he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come 
follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Um, so it's him to this rich young ruler. Worldly treasure was greater than godly treasure to him. Is that how it is for us? This man denied and declined Jesus' offering to follow him in the flesh. And I think that's so sad and terrible. I would never, never decline Jesus, especially in the flesh. Like if he's offering, like I just have to give that up and just follow him. But he's like the perfect guy. Like he is perfect and almighty. And like, why would I not? Why would I decline that? No way. But how often do we do this? You guys, this was super convicting. And how often do we decline the Lord? How often do we decline spending time with him over worldly things? I choose my phone over God sometimes. And that is something the Lord is like, Kinsey, we have to change this. Um, you guys, I don't know if this is like just, this may be just hitting my heart and I'm thankful for that. Thank you, God, um, because this, I need help changing things in my life. And this is all from the Lord and this is changing me. Um, He says, come, follow me. Like, following all these commands is great. And we are supposed to. Out of obedience to the Lord, our Father, we want to obey Him. Um, But it says, what do I still lack? And Jesus is like, come, follow me. Um, Have a relationship with me. Um, give up these worldly things that pass away and follow me who gives eternal life. Um, I guess I just, I don't know if this makes sense, but I just kind of thought like, you know, like having like a cheap like item that we like want, but it, you know, it always breaks or it's so cheap that, I mean, it doesn't last long. And that's how this life is. Um, God has given us a beautiful life. This creation is just so magnificent. And life is wonderful. Like, there is so much beauty in this world. Um, all of the darkness seems to, like, crowd that out in my thoughts. But God reminds me, there's a lot of good. And my husband's like, Kinsey, there's so much good in the world, too, though. And that's because of Jesus and his light. Um, but... Um, that's like this world, it's so, it's cheap, and, um, it's broken, and it passes away, it is only for a little while, yet, like, we choose that over eternal time with God, and eternal life, immortality, if you would say, like, I remember reading, like, Twilight, and being like, wow, it'd be so cool to live forever, talking about Edward and the vampires, and um, we have that. Any much more like supernatural 
God way, but we have eternal life because of Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. Anyways, how often do we choose the world over God or just hold on to all of our things that we think make us comfortable and make us happy when we are missing out on God and his amazing abundance? You guys, I don't want you to miss out on that. Um, I know I've missed out because I, like I said, choose my phone, for example, over God and spending time in his word. Um, that's just an example. There's a lot more things I've chosen over God, and I am so sorry to the Lord for that. Um, but you guys were missing out. Um, don't miss out anymore. I'm saying that to myself, too. Let's choose God and trusting in Him and knowing He is the only way, the truth, and the life. Um, Let's live like that. And let's pray that He helps us live like that because we cannot do that on our own. Um, We need God. Um, Okay, so back to that verse. So surrendering it all, lifting up like your family and your spouse and your kids to God, praying for them daily and being like, God, these are your, your children. And Lord, please help them. Please keep them safe. Please, Lord, change their hearts to love you and know you and be known by you. Um, remembering our children are His. Remembering their, this life is for God. Our money is not ours. Our money is from the Lord, too. You guys may be like, well, I work my butt off for that money. Well, God gave us the abilities to work where we are. He gave us the opportunities to work where we are. He has given us breath and life. We are sustained by God and we do not have any of this without God. Even if you are an unbeliever, if you do not believe in God, if you are like, I'm happy, I don't need religion, I don't need God, God is still sustaining your life right now. Isn't that awesome? You may not believe in God. You may think that we are we come from nothing, but I believe in God and I know He is sustaining our lives right now. Um, again, so this life is temporary, and each breath is a gift from the Lord. Um, it's like living in constant worship of our Creator and Father and King. Um, worshiping in the car, worshiping with your kids, in front of your kids, reading your Bible with your kids. Jensen is a little young right now, but um, I want to, and I will because of God and His like. I'm going to read the Bible with my kids and have conversations, hard conversations about God and what this world will say and what God's answer to what the world says is. Um, I've been reading um, the, you know, conversations to have with your children about God and about Jesus. And I've been reading all that. And you guys, I know I mentioned that last time, but it has been so helpful to know the foundations of God and like leaning more into the the word and just having an answer, which God says that we need to have an answer, um, for when people ask questions. And anyways, talking to our kids about that, because it's not the church's job. I mean, the, the church as in like, we'd bring them to children's church and youth, the youth and whatever, like that is not their job to disciple our kids. It is God in us. It's our job as parents. And um, just doing that with our kids. Um, 
seeking after the Lord in all things, in all of your decisions, praying about it, seeking him, seeking his wisdom. He will give it to you, you guys. He will show you. If you ask, he will give it to you, as in he will show you. We just have to be patient and listening and spending time with him to know him and his ways, um, to know his scripture and just all of that. Um, we can be relieved in all of this because he is God, all-knowing, almighty. He knows what is best. He wants to carry our burdens. He loves to take the reins. Of course, he's in charge, ultimately, no matter what. But he loves when we freely give over the reins of our lives. That's so good. Thank the Lord. Um, so, um, just kind of continuing on with from that scripture I just read. So, how often do we do this? If you're an unbeliever or an unfo- like not a follower of God, are you declining Jesus's offer of salvation, of hope, of forgiveness? Um, he's offering it right now. And I pray that the Holy Spirit stirs your heart to long for Jesus, to yearn for him. When you seek, you will find. And in him, you find oh so much truth and grace and hope and joy and peace and true satisfaction, true fulfillment. Because he created the need for something, no, for someone, God. You know how there's some, we seek happiness and uh, comfort and in like having, you know, money in a bank account and like money saved up or um, comfort in like just having a family to support and all that is awesome. But we will never have true satisfaction unless it's with God. Um, he makes us whole. Um, Matthew twelve thirteen. that's another verse I'm about to look up. Let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Okay, so sorry. Let me give you a little bit of context. Um, this is healing on the Sabbath. So all the Pharisees and all these people are trying to like catch Jesus doing something against the law. Um, so he is, quote, working on the Sabbath. Um, so Jesus is talking and he says to them, what man is there among you who has one sheep and it, f- it falls into the pit on the Sabbath will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value than a man is then is a man than a sheep. Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and it was restored as whole as the other. Um, that just showed me just so much. Um, when we give him our lives, when we give the Lord our lives stretched out, surrendered to him, here you go, God. Like, I cannot do this on my own. I need you. I need you, God. Um, he takes our lives, our stretched out lives, and he heals our hearts, our souls, and restores us. Just as he did with his hand. It stretched out, and he restored it as whole. You guys, that's what he does to us with salvation and with his forgiveness isn't that amazing? Um, you guys can have that. Um, he makes us whole. And I think everyone wants to be whole. Um, he washes us and purifies our hearts, makes us clean and blameless before God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, 
someone, my friend Christina, she was talking to me about, like, isn't, like, all of the, like, superhero movies, we love superhero movies, like, um, we love all the Marvel ones especially, um, and it's all, like, we need a superhero, we need saving, something's wrong, we need saving, oh, they they have faith that Spider-Man's gonna come to the rescue, or that whoever is gonna come to the rescue, Captain America, or um, Batman, I don't know, um, The Flash, we've been watching that recently, anyways, um, they have faith, they, like, know he's gonna be there, but you know what, sometimes they aren't, they're just mere, like, they're, like, humans, like, superhero humans, whatever, they aren't God, and God is always there, he will never fail us, but anyways, the world needs, like, to see that, like, this movie is, like, oh, yeah, we need saving, and then there's our superhero, we love that stuff, right? And I think that's in our hearts, right? Like, we are in need of saving. And God saves us. He's ready to save us. And he has already sacrificed himself, Jesus on the cross. He took our place and said, No, I'll do it for you. Because I love you so much. It's just Amazing. Um, he is our ultimate God superhero. Um, and then back to that verse again, if you are already a believer, born again of God through Christ, are you declining Jesus's offer to follow after him and seek him fully? I know I do this and I have to repent. Like I said, right now, he wants our hearts um, Matthew six twenty one. Um, it says, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Um, he wants our hearts. So therefore, where are we putting like our treasure? Like, where is our treasure? What are we valuing? And because that's where our heart's going to be. So how are we spending our time? I value my time. How are we spending that? Are we choosing to glorify God with that time and worship God with that time? Are we choosing to teach our kids about God with that time or share the love of God? Or are we not? Or how are we choosing to spend our money? Because my money, I value my money. Um, not over God, we shouldn't value it over God, but how are we doing, how are we spending our money and our time and just all of that? He wants our heart. He wants our heart. You guys, um, surrender it all and run to God, run to him. He has arms wide open. That's a good song too. Arms wide open. Look it up. Anyways. So again, how does that look for you guys? I, I mean, just take a, take a moment to like, think about what that looks like for you. What is God telling you to do in your life that you need to obey? Um, besides of course, what he says in scripture, read your word, spend time with him, build that relationship with Christ and, um, like know him and make him known. Um, just besides loving your neighbor and loving God first and all of that good stuff, like what in your life, like how can we love our neighbor as our friend? How can we love God above all else? And, you know, like using a scripture and like, like using that 
the, his word to like help us to know what to do in our lives. Um, being in prayer continuously throughout the day, spending time with the Lord because he is number one. He should be at the center of it all before all things. Um, pursuing his discernment and guidance in all things, praying in all interactions and conversations like with our spouse and kids and friends and on social media, um, at the store, at work, at the pool with your mom, um, all those things we can be glorifying God, um, out of love, God's love. We are resting in the Lord so much that the Holy Spirit speaks through us. That's not weird. That like the Holy Spirit's in us and he can speak through us. There's scripture on that. Um, that you're intentional and thoughtful with the words that come out of your mouth and like the heart behind it. Um, there's so much scripture on like watching your words and the tongue is, you know, like there's so much power in what we say. Um, and praying that the Holy Spirit speaks through us and letting him and be being quiet and observant and just letting the overflow of the spirit speak through us. Um, and then we need to be loving our neighbors well, like Christ and seeing all of Jesus's examples in, um, um, the gospels and how he was with people. That's how we need to be with people. Every example he's given us is to help us live our lives like him. Um, when we surrender to God, that he uses his word and the Holy Spirit and others around to help show us the next step, the next thing, the next best thing that we should be doing. Um, and we are faithful to obey. Um, Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So committing our works to the Lord. And our works include doing laundry and cooking for our family and bringing a meal to the neighbor. I don't know. Um, also serving in your community. It can be as big as, you know, anything or it can be as small as the laundry. Like that is a work and we need to commit it to the Lord. Um, he is there in the mundane moments and he's there in the big moments and he is just faithful and loving in all of it. Um, just give me Jesus. We just need Jesus. Um, and all the fears with this world and the rabbit hole stuff. And just give me Jesus. He is the best and the only light we need to follow. The only truth we need to go by. Um, Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He lights our path, not Hollywood and what they're saying is true. Um, God is our truth. His word is the only truth we follow. Um, he is victorious. Um, yeah. Just submitting to him, praying scripture over our lives. I don't know, you guys. That was just a an outburst of what has been on my heart. And I'm not going to redo this episode because y'all have seen this like rawness, but, um, God is awesome. And I want you guys to know that. And I want you to read his word because it is true. And he tells us to do it too. Um, are we seeking Jesus and seeking to live and to love like Jesus daily, hourly, in the Monday moments at work with our kids um, and knowing how to do that, 
how to live like Jesus comes from learning and knowing him. So that comes from spending time with him, reading your Bible, um, prayer, listening to him and the Holy Spirit in us. And then he changes our hearts. Um, all of this is just say, just to give me Jesus. I think part of that overwhelms me like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing all these things. And, but no, um, our pastor was talking this week, um, and we've talked about it before, but be still and know that I am God. Um, Psalm 4610 and just resting and abiding in him and everything else stems from that you guys so let's just spend time with God give him the glory he is worthy of all the glory um I, like I said I was gonna talk about his worthiness real fast um just at church um so I got to go in person to church the past two weeks and you guys how refreshing it has been um, virtual church is still so amazing. Um, I found it hard for me to show up to virtual church. Um, not getting up out of the bed. I mean, no, we had to get out of bed because of Jensen, but like not getting there on time because we're feeding Jensen and their phones are not within reach or just, you know, being lazy about it. And that's maybe just me. Um, and I am, I, don't like that. Um, and I was just really thankful to get back in church. Um, seeing what was going on in, um, churches in California and I think it was Grace Community Church and they still came into worship. And, um, I like our service was so great. Um, but being in church was just like a socket to the devil, you know, like take that devil. Um, and it was just so like, a victory for Jesus um, that we were getting to worship in the building as the church with all of our virtual church people too and with all the other people meeting in churches too like as the church we were all worshiping but we got to gather together and hear just all the voices raising praise and worship to the Lord because that's what we come to do. We come to worship. Not to get things out of it. Not to, you know, churches for worship. And discipling. And to help encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. And anyways, um, Stuart Heights Baptist Church is my church. And um, I was at the Saudi campus. Um, our pastor, Brian, um, spoke there on Sunday. And go give that a listen. It was really um, awesome. But yeah, so we just... Um, Get to abide in him and worship him. And that was just so good to be there. Um, We need Jesus. And yeah, we can have Jesus anywhere. He is here no matter what. If you don't go to church, he is still here ready. But there is accountability and community and encouragement and the living water comes from God. And I think just like us, like if you're not able to go to church because of like the, the laws and things like, I'm like, if, even though, yes, we can get the living water from the Bible, that that's where it comes from. God. I just think that not being able to go to church is like, we're not able to like come together to gather and receive the living water together. Um, I don't know, just some thoughts. Anyways, he is our daily bread and our living water. He sustains us and he is all we need. Um, he is sufficient for us.
anyways, that was my hodgepodge of thoughts and scripture that I've been reading. Um, God is so cool. Um, let's not decline God and time with him anymore. Let's choose to trust in him and to follow him. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I know that was, was long. Um, I'm praying for you guys. And um, if you have any specific prayer requests, send them in. Again, it's um, Kinsey Adams is my name. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Adams Kinsey is my handle on Instagram. Um, or the Much Love Podcast XX um, pages on Facebook and Instagram. I will get back to you if you send messages or comments or whatever. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. Much love.